Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone. From time to time, I will be uploading scriptural guest lessons. Now, these lessons are people who pretty much um, are teaching the Word of the Most High. Um, They have various lessons that I listen to initially and deem um, beneficial to the edification of our spirits. Now, some things I may not agree with, but the overall message is a beneficial one. So I hope that this edifies you and gets you closer to the Most High. Thank you. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Shabbat Shalom, family. Shabbat Shalom. This is a day that Yah has made, and we are going to rejoice and be glad in this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a wonderful day. Yes, it is. Every day is a wonderful day. Hallelujah. Yah is good all the time. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. All the time. Hallelujah. Family, I want to talk about straddling the fence. That's what this message is about. Straddling the fence will stop your blessings. Absolutely. Okay. It will stop your blessings, okay? And those of you who don't understand, straddling the fence is a person that got this balancing act going on, right? So they're walking along top of a fence, mm-hmm. and they're trying to balance themselves on this fence, right? Right. Actually sound crazy. They really know? don't want to be on either side. That's right. <laughs> they that's want to try to balance and walk that tightrope right. to get to another point. They call themselves getting the best of both worlds. Okay, so I want to ask you this question. Have you settled on your leaves? Huh? Have you settled on your leaves? 
Now, I know you're wondering what am I talking about, right? We're going to talk about it, okay? Um, <clears throat> straddling the fence is very dangerous as it relates to Yah because Yah doesn't like it at right. all, okay? Right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like it. As a matter of fact, he actually hates it mm -hmm. when a person straddles the fence. I want to go to the scripture. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 48, <clears throat> verse 11 through 13. And you're going to understand what I mean when I say, have you settled on your leaves? Jeremiah chapter 48, verses 11 <clears throat> through 13, reads as follows. <clears throat> That's Jeremiah chapter 48, verses 11 through 13. It says, Moab has been at ease from his youth, and he has settled on his lees, and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him, and his scent is not changed. Therefore, behold, the days come, says Yahuwah, that I will send unto him wanderers that shall cause him to wander and shall empty his vessels and break their bottles. And Moab shall be ashamed of Chemosh as the house of Israel or Yashael was ashamed of Betel, their confidence. Okay. Notice it makes a statement here about Moab. It says, he have been at ease from his youth. So from his youth, he has been at ease. Pay attention. And he have settled on his leaves. Okay? Mm -hmm. What does settling on your leaves mean? Okay? Um, <clears throat> settlings, if you look it up in, in the Hebrew and see what it means, what settling and what leaves means, okay? It deals with wine. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, leaves are a settlement that forms during the fermentation of wine, of grapes, okay? To settle on your lees means to um, to settle as to place or like to settle um, on their lees indicates floating. It's like um, someone that's taking it easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Having a very leisurely casual approach to life yeah. this is a person that's settling on their leaves mm -hmm. so they're not really you know putting a, a hundred percent in on this side or not over here right. and mm -hmm. what does Yah say about that he said I'm going to send him wanderers that will cause him to wonder what does that mean he said wanderers wait a minute I know you're going to cause him to wonder but what is a wanderer interesting huh are these angels that sent forth or people that sent forth in this person's life that's going to cause him to wonder? Are you hearing this? Yah said he will do this to a person that have settled on their leaves. A person that wanders is one who drifts, wow. who it becomes like a drifter, you know. Uh, you know how they say, make sure that the children don't wander off. When you go into a public place, don't wander yes. off. Yes. Meaning you're aimlessly walking in a direction 
uh, that you weren't intended to walk in. It's to walk yes. aimlessly in a direction. Yes. You have no purpose or no goal. You're yes. just wandering in this direction. And as yes. a matter of fact, we put the face that goes with it. You're just wandering. Right. You, you really don't have a, a place that you're settled on. They ain't paying I'm attention. I'm just drifting. I'm, I, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going. Wow. Where are you going? You're wandering. Yeah. Wandering off, drifting off. Is in other yep. words, you don't have a target. You're That's just right. going in any direction. Mm. Now watch this. Notice he said, I'm gonna say wanders that shall cause him to wander and shall empty his vessels mm -hmm. and break their bottles. That's the wine he's talking about, the fruit. So in other words, they're gonna be fruitless. Mm -hmm. mm. Are you paying attention? Yes. They're gonna be fruitless. Now watch this, right? You got a shepherd who has his sheep, right? And let's say it's the shepherd, Yahushua HaMashiach, that has a sheep. Mm -hmm. And he tells the sheep, come on. And he's feeding the sheep and he's, he's guiding them along the, the plains where they're just free grazing on the grass, right? <laughs> and also you got one sheep that don't want to follow the shepherd. Mm -hmm. Ain't interested in following the flock, being with the flock. And, the and this one sheep just begins to wander off. Mm -hmm. Do you know how dangerous that is mm -hmm. for a sheep to wander off? It's real dangerous. That's very dangerous. As a matter of fact, we had okay, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, we had a sheep yes. that wandered off. Sure did. And uh she was overtaken by it wasn't wolves, but coyotes. But coyotes. It's a close cousin to the wolves. Yep. Coyotes yeah. got a hold of that sheep. Now guess what? Watch this, right? We had a protective barrier to keep the sheep in. Pay attention. Now, I'm going to show you something that's really scary. Watch this, right? Mm -hmm. It was a male sheep and a female sheep together. Yeah. Right? And they were in a protective barrier, protective yeah. guard. Bring where it they out, had baby. food. They had everything that they could ever want right there, right? But for some reason, they thought the grass was greener on the other side they, of the fence. Yeah, yeah. The other side of the fence. Are you paying attention? And the male led her and himself astray. Yes, astray in the night. And But he escaped. The coyotes. And she was left there to the wolves. To the wolves. Coyotes. Are you paying attention? Now, we weren't trying to really make a point about male and female. Woo. It just so happens that's how the storyline goes, family. He led her astray, astray because sure he was did. an adult male sheep or ram, whatever. Yep. And she was a young female. Yeah. And she followed him. He led her to the wolves. Yep. There's a message in this, y'all. Pay attention. She got captured and killed yep. and died in the field. Yep. He escaped. Back are y'all hearing this message? Mm -hmm. So you better be careful who you think you're following. They tell you, come on on the other side of this gate. Grass is green over. I'm telling you, the, the, the grass is much better, right? Mm -hmm. You better be careful. Y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. You better be careful, yep. right? You better pay attention to the message here, right? Mm -hmm. That message was for the daughters of Zion. Make sure yes. the person that's leading you is not going to lead you to the slaughter. Yes. And it was sad. It was very sad for us, you know, when we when we discovered that she was gone, you know, mm -hmm. and that they had gotten her. You know, we, it was really sad. Mm 
You know, we sat there, we was like, oh, man, why would you want to go out? We ate everything you needed here. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's what exactly what happened. Why did you follow him? Out of your protective area. Mm-hmm. He led you away from the head. We would represent the head in this situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He led you away. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Now, I want you to pay attention because this selling of the leads is so important that people do this all the time. And y'all, y'all cause wanderers yes. to come and cause you to wander. Yeah, well, so just say, oh, you want to wander away? Okay. Uh, let me send, let me send, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Send them, get, get, cause him to wander all and all so he can be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, right? And you will be fruitless. Okay. Let's go to Zephaniah chapter 1. Zephaniah. <clears throat> Zephaniah Where are you, Zeph? There you are. Zephaniah chapter 1. Verses 12 through 13. Verses 12 through 13 reads as follows. It says, Therefore their goods shall become a booty, and their houses a desolation they shall also build houses but not inhabit them and they shall plant vineyards but not drink the wine thereof the great day of Yahuwah is near it is near and hastens greatly even the voice of the day of Yahuwah the mighty man shall cry there bitterly Mm, mm, mm. let me make sure that's the right one Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 12 Okay, I, I, I didn't do 12. I did 13 and 14. I should okay. do 12 and 13. Yes. <clears throat> okay, and it shall come to pass at the time that I will search Jerusalem with candles and punish the men that are settled on their lees that say in their heart, Yahuwah will not do good, neither will he do evil. Mm. Therefore, their goods shall become a booty and their houses a desolation. Mm-hmm. They shall also build houses, but not inhabit them and they shall drink vineyards but not drink the wine thereof wow so they won't even enjoy the fruit thereof right Mm -hmm. now notice what it says here he says i'm going to search jerusalem let me tell you something Mm -hmm. yah searches out his people all the time yes he does are you hearing me Mm -hmm. he searches the hearts of his people all the time he knows your heart yes you understand me he searches it out all the time yeah and he says what and i'm gonna search out jerusalem with candles other words i'm gonna have a light Yes. And I'm going to look closely at your heart, right? Yes, yes. And then he says, and punish the men that are settled on their leaves. Now, the people that settled on their leaves, they are people that straddle the fence. Mm-hmm. Notice what they say there. Mm-hmm. They say in their heart, what do they say? Yahuwah do, will, will do not good, neither will he do evil. Would you think the Yahuwah is, is lukewarm? You hear this? He said, you, he said they think in their hearts that, that he's not going to get us for anything. He's not going to do evil, and he's not going to do good. So they, that's why they straddle the fence. Right. Because they figure, uh, if he catch me, I ain't going to get punished. Right? And and neither will I really get blessed either. So I'm just going to walk this fence. See, a person that straddles the fence, they, they, they tell themselves, well, if I go all the way on that, I may have to wait forever for my blessings from y'all. So I'm going to just try to walk this tight rope, right? Yeah. 
the balancing act. Right. Mm. So a person who thinks y'all ain't doing good or evil is literally a person who thinks that the Most High don't know what he doing, right? So wow. you think he ain't going to punish you for the evil, but but neither do you think he's going to give you anything good. He ain't going to give you good or either, evil. In other words, he's just letting you do your thing, right? <clears throat> yeah. No. His word already said the wages of sin is death. Yes. So even though it might not come upon you right away, yes. th these are people who are stumbling at the word. Yes. They're settled on their lease. They stumble yes. on the word. They got themselves thinking that, oh, remember the one passage that says, oh, he has forgotten. Yeah. He's forgotten. He, he, he didn't get me for this. He didn't get me for that. So I think he forgot. Maybe he ain't paying attention at all. Mm -hmm. he, ain't gonna, he ain't gonna get me for it. And he ain't gonna bless me either. But that's yes. all right. That's all right. I'm going to just walk this tight rope on this fence. I'm not going to go this way or that way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just kind of have one foot on both sides. You know, I'm going to just straddle the fence, yeah. go up the middle. I'm not going to stray too far away, but neither am I going to advance in him. Because if I advance in him, then that means I got work to do, right? And so this is a person <clears> who <throat> has settled on their leads. They settled yep. in their ways. They want to be stagnant, in other words. Yep. They don't want to grow, and neither do they want to die spiritually. And wow. so they just think that the Most High don't know what he's doing pretty much. Yeah, he don't but, know what he's but doing. But the Most High, he already set a decree. His, he, he operates in eternity, right? Yes. We live in time. <laughs> and so we think that because he don't come and strike us down right yes. now, that he ain't doing nothing, that he don't see, and that he ain't even comprehending what we got going on. But mm. the Most High says, no, I see. He it's see just it. that I set a decree a long time ago. Yeah. And my decree was this, that the wages of sin is death. That if you continue down that road, if you look at life like a timeline, yeah, you start off here, you stumble and fall, okay? Mm -hmm. But at this point, if you continue in sin, that grace may ab abound, then at the end of that road is death, yeah. right? Exactly. But I give you space to repent. Yeah. So as you're traveling on that road, <clears throat> if within this timeline you repent, this is what I have for you. But if you don't repent before you get to the end of that road, this is what I have for you. So that's yep. a decree that Yah has set, right? Yeah. For some people, their demise comes sooner than others. Yes. Right? And so Yah is not to be played with. He don't want us straddling the fence. Yeah. Now watch this. Pay attention, mm -hmm. right? So then, the children of Israel, right? They came out of Egypt. Yah did all these miracles to bring them out of Egypt using mm -hmm. a stretched out arm. To do all these miracles, bring them out of Egypt, right? Destroyed mm -hmm. Pharaoh's army under the water, right? Mm -hmm. And so here they are, they made it over the water. Mm -hmm. And Yah takes them to the promised land. Mm -hmm. Actually, they got to the promised land quick. Mm -hmm. Watch this. You know how you know? Because he sent men in there to spy out the land. Yeah. You say, well, wait a minute. The scripture says they were 40 years wandering. Yeah. They were 40 years wandering, but pay attention. That 40 years wandering came after they viewed the land. Oh, my goodness. Because when they viewed the land, they came back with a wicked report, yes. and that's why Yah made them wander 40 years. Mm -hmm. So wait a minute. It actually would have only taken them 11 days to get to the promised land. Mm -hmm. 11 days. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you go from 11 days to 40 years? Wow. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. From 11 days to 40 years. Yes. That's because Israel has settled in their leaves and Yah knew it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Y'all sit there here, he is talking about blessing him, and they said, oh, oh, we, he, he ain't gonna bless us. Oh, we can't defeat the giants. We can't, this, I wish the, wish we had a died in the land of Egypt. At least our bellies would be full with mm -hmm. leek and garlic. Mm -hmm. This is the type of attitude they had, right? right. So y'all said, you know what? This generation, I'm grieved with this generation. Wow. They do always err in their, yeah, heart. In their heart. Therefore, yeah. they shall not enter into my rest. Mm, mm, mm. And their carcasses are going to all fall in the wilderness. Every last one of them except for two people, Caleb and Joshua. That same group of people even caused Moses to fall short. Mm, mm, yes. Moses couldn't even make it in. Because of the people. Honorable Moses mm. couldn't make it in because of the people. Y'all told Moses, you failed to sanctify me in the eyes, eyes of, of the, the people. people. Mm. Therefore, you can't go. Mm. I'll let you see it, but, but you, you cannot go. go. Mm. Pay attention, right? So 11 days turns into 40 years because Israel was, was settled in their leagues. Y'all say, I can't, I can't change this generation that came out of Egypt, but all of these children is born in the wilderness, they don't know nothing about Egypt. I can do something with them. Oh, I can work goodness. with them. Yes. See, I can get the, I don't have to get the Egypt out of them. Right. Come on now. See, he could get, get them out of the land of Egypt, but he couldn't get the Egypt, Egypt out, out of them. them. He couldn't get it out of them. They kept looking back, wondered, where's Pharaoh? Is he still coming? Pharaoh, gone. Mm -hmm. Right? They couldn't get it out of their head. Pay attention. Wow. They couldn't get it out of their head. Therefore, they couldn't go forward. Mm -hmm. And y'all said, he said, I'm sorry, Jacob and, and Caleb. Y'all going to have to endure 40 years. I'm going to take y'all. Y'all going to go into the land and enjoy it because y'all got a different spirit. Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb. That's right. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, but that's okay. Y'all going to make it into the land. Right? But guess what? All those others, I'm sorry. They can't go. Mm-hmm. And so the children were born in the wilderness. Most of them were between the ages of one and 40 years old. Isn't that something? Wow. Now, I want to uh, 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 just repeat the statement made by uh, Minister Rebecca Trailblazer for Christ Ministries. She mm -hmm. says they love their bondage. That was one of the, <clears throat> point, that was one of the points yep. we brought out in the um, Whited Out Part 5, the curse of generational curses. They loved their bondage. Mm -hmm. The bondage was so tempting to them. Yeah. It was so um and set in them that they loved it. Yeah. And they looked back at it with great adoration. Yeah. That's why they said, Would to God we'd have just died in Egypt. In other words, I just wish we were back there. At least we knew what to expect. We had something. You know, we had you know? something in Egypt. And so that's how a lot of people look back on sin with fond yeah. memories. Yeah. Be careful that when you look back at your life. Yeah. And you look at look back at the sins of your life, the joys of sin. Don't look back at it with fond memories. Yeah. You see, and we talked about this before, <laughs> but there was one time, you know, when I was very young, <clears throat> I was a teenager. <laughs> uh, the church that we used to go to. Yeah. You know, sometimes after um, Sunday service, you know, everybody would be around just talking and just fellowshipping and chatting and yeah. you know just you know <clears throat> after service having a good time, right? And so there was a sister who was just. Uh, just going on and on and on and on about oh I used to love my Miller's beer yeah oh my Miller's beer and uh, we used to I used to drink it and blah 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 <laughs> right and one of the ministers he looked at the the daughter, the sister as she just kept continuing on about how much she used to enjoy those moments of her life 
he said, well, thank God you delivered. <laughs> you know, in other words, that was a nice way of saying, okay, enough already. Yeah. Enough already. And looking back at the pleasures of sin and marveling at that. Yeah. Instead of being grateful that you've been delivered from yes. it. Right? So make sure that we, we got to make sure that we're not looking fondly at old memories when we were in sin, when we were in our flesh yeah. and times that we had a good time doing stuff we knew we weren't supposed to be doing. Yeah. But we looking back with fond memories instead of looking back in shame and say no more. We yeah. looking back fondly at those memories. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't look back at your past and be like, like you know, there are some moments of my past I... I hate to even hear a song from some of those periods. <laughs> yes. I mean, there are periods of, of, of back in old when I was younger. You know, I I, I was different as a young child. So music yes. back then don't bother me so much. But then when I got to a certain age, mm -hmm. boy, when I got to the age of like um, 18 through 22, those four years right before I got to receive the Holy Spirit, I don't like any of that music. For some reason, just I don't like it. It bothers me actually when I hear that. I just don't want to hear it, you know, because it reminds me of a time that I was so ignorant and so stupid, literally, and and to the point where I, if y'all hadn't reached out and grabbed me, I would have been gone, y'all. Yes, I would have been gone. You mm -hmm. see, but y'all reached out and grabbed me and kept me from going astray and giving me the Holy Spirit. Yes, you know, and so that wilderness walking is dangerous. Because we do it, and we, we, we because we don't see a wilderness, we think we ain't in the wilderness. You're in the wilderness. Some of you are in the wilderness. You hear me? Right? Mm -hmm. One thing that I've, I've had um, that Yah put in my spirit early on was that when you deal with Yah, give 100%. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to go further than that. When you deal with your marriage, if you have a ministry, when you deal with your ministry, when you work on your job, when you do work out in the field or any other work that you're doing right, mm -hmm. when you're dealing with your marriage, your children, everything, always give 100%. Yes. Are you hearing me? Give 100%. Don't be a 50 center. <laughs> right? A 50 percenter, you know? Don't be that, right? Give 100%. And, and when you deal with y'all, give 100% because he don't like half, half um people that do a, a half job. Right. He doesn't like it, right? Mm -hmm. Be a person to give 100%. It's frustrating. Let me tell you something. It's frustrating, right? When you give a person a job, you tell a person, we, I'm going to tell you, back in the days when we had to hire people to do various things, okay, when we were in real estate, it's very frustrating when you, you give a person a broom you tell, you tell them something simple like, oh, I need to, need you to sweep up everything in these two rooms here because we've been cutting wood and sawing and doing this. I just want you to sweep up all of this stuff, right? And you, you have them do it, and you come back an hour later, they ain't done yet. And then they didn't do that much of a good job. That's frustrating. Right. It's frustrating when you hire a person to do anything and you pay them to do it. And they do a half job. Right. That's frustrating. Or they hurting and you got a project you working on and you like, yeah, yeah, let's come on now. Let's this is you know, you all excited about, but you can't get them motivated at all. Right. I just can't get motivated. Why can't you get motivated? Huh? Why can't you get motivated? I don't know. Oh, you know, I 
<laughs> it's like, do you know if you do get motivated, the end reward of that? Yes. So instead of embracing the fact that I can't get motivated, instead of embracing that, find out what's in you. Yeah. That won't allow you to get motivated. Yeah, find out what's going on. Especially when you know that the end results of it is a reward attached to it. Yes. You know, a lot of times people just get settled on that, that um, the leads, what is it? Settled on the leads. Settled yeah. on the leads. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, I don't want to go above and beyond. I don't want to be below. I just want to be right here in the middle. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want I don't want to make too much of an effort. I just want to wander. Yeah. <laughs> Wander off to the right or to the left or whatever. I just, uh, I can't get motivated. Can't get motivated. Instead of embracing that, instead of trying to figure out how can I get myself to that point of being inspired to go above and beyond and out of this place that I call the, uh, the seat of do nothing. Yes. Some people like to sit in that seat of do nothing and just kick their feet up. Yeah. And then they can't figure out why their life is stuck. Yeah. Why they are stagnant. Now, this can be applied both naturally and spiritually, y'all. There's yeah. a spiritual and a natural application to this. A lot yeah. of people, they say what they want from Yah, but they don't want to They don't want to experience what it takes to get this from Yah. See, I did a message years ago about there being no shortcuts to the mountaintop. Yeah. You see, and from time to time, I mentioned it just Lazy. to remind us mm -hmm. that there, there's still no shortcuts. I mean, the message rings true today even, that there's still yeah. no shortcuts to the mountaintop, right? Especially if you're living in ancient times, there's no helicopter that can just hoover you straight up and just yeah. drop you off, right? <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to be no spiritual helicopter to lift you up. If you want to get to the mountaintop, this is something that you are going to have to conquer yeah. on both a natural and a spiritual yes. level. Right? Yes. That's just it, the way it is, family. Yes. If you want to get out of the valley and go to the mountaintop, yep. there is a journey ahead. There's a journey. That's and right. And so if you look at, look ahead at the journey <clears throat> and say, well, you know what? I, I can't do it. I just don't have the strength to do it. You done already yeah. convinced yourself. You done knocked yourself out of the game right yes. there. Because you're looking at the journey and because you don't, you're not looking forward to it, you think, think in negative terms. You speak in negative terms and you yes. act in negative terms instead of saying, okay, let me get my feet prepared, mm. get my, my whole gear on, and let me get started up this mountain. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's the way we have to approach yeah. our lives in the Most High. Knowing and understanding that if you want to be elevated in Him, that there is a process and there is a journey. Yes. But I've got to be willing to take that journey yes. and go through that process. Yes. Uh, let me explain something to you, right? Do you know how many projects that we had to embark on that were really, really hard projects, mm -hmm. me and my family? Mm -hmm. And there were times I would sit back and I would look at that project knowing that we got to do it. And I'd be scratching my head like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got to go on and knock this out. But I didn't give up. I didn't say, you know what, forget it. I just said, okay, I got to press through this and just go on and get it done. Once you get it done and you didn't achieve it, you sit back, you be like, wow, it's done. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. You know, but sometimes we look at those mountains and we say, oh, man. Mm -hmm. But just knuckle down and just buckle down or whatever you call it. Just get up and just go on and clam up there and make it to the top. Uh, we recently, um, um, some t uh, less than a month ago or maybe a month ago, we took a trip to Indiana. And uh, the whole time that we were uh, preparing for the trip, 
I was sitting there thinking, okay, <laughs> all right, here we go, here we go. <laughs> you know, thinking about the journey ahead, uh, preparing my mind for the journey. I said, yeah. okay, uh, we're getting closer and closer to the day, closer and closer to the yeah. day. Uh, we're going get, to get up at this time. We're going to leave at this time and blah, 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 blah. Preparing my mind for yeah. the journey. So it's like we done took the journey. We did what we were going to do in Indiana. And it's over. It's behind yeah. us now. We are finished. Yeah. The journey is over. It's over. And so we don't have to even think ahead to it anymore. Yeah. Because we made it through and we made it back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's how sometimes it is in life. That's how it is in life sometimes. Yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> we had a project we recently did, right? And I'm telling you, I did Illinois. I, oh yeah, Illinois. Yeah. yeah, I had a project that we recently did, and I'm gonna tell you something. Up until the day I had the food with that project, I was like, oh man, looking at how to do it on the internet. I wasn't an expert at fooling with this, and so I was just going through my mind like, okay, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And then when we started doing it, it looked like it wasn't gonna work. And I was like, man, we put all this time setting this up like this with the carport okay. thing. And I was sitting up there, and I didn't know what to do. Wow. I honestly didn't know what to do. And then, then it was like, <laughs> we got down to the day before mm -hmm. that this company was coming to do this, right? And I was sitting there, I said, oh, I hope we did man. it right. <laughs> I said, okay, let's go. I said, oh, man, they coming tomorrow. So my wife was like, yeah, they coming tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, oh. Man, so I got my boys together. We got to go on. We got to finishing this thing and working it, right? So when we got it done, and the company came out, it was still in the back of our mind: Did we do it right? <laughs> so when they came, they measured everything. Everything was measured right, but it still wasn't. And so they they figured out what we need to do to strengthen it and make it better, so they can go on and install this carport. But when it was done, later on that evening, I was like. Oh, it's behind man. us now. I was so relieved mm -hmm. because it was really a task. It was a hard task, right? And so I want to say that sometimes we got these hard tasks that you got to go through. Sometimes they're going to make you think, you know, there's a rooster at the door. There's a rooster at the door, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what he's hollering at us for, <laughs> but he's right there at the door. He just sounded off. Hey, are your strawberries right there? Uh, no, he's the strawberries on oh, the okay, other side. Okay, okay. <laughs> We was just about to get him to go chase that rooster away from our strawberries. Yeah, I'm just, just trying to make sure. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I want you to understand some right. This settling on your leaves is so. Let, I want to go back to that Jeremiah scripture one more time. I, I can read it. Okay. This is Jeremiah chapter 48. Okay, and we're gonna. I'm gonna read verse 11 and 13 one more time. We read it earlier. Okay, this is what it says. It's Jeremiah chapter 48, verse 11 through 13. It says, Moab had been at ease from his youth. Do you hear this? He has been at ease. Taking it easy from his youth, right? He have settled on his lees and have not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is when you when you have wine and it, because it settles, you got to empty it and put it in another wine skin. Mm -hmm. I had a brother used to make wine. That's how I know because it will settle when you when you're trying to ferment it. This stuff settles in the bottom of it. So that's why you have to change it over from um, from vessel to vessel, right? Then it says, neither have he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remaineth in him, and his scent is not changed. Therefore, the days come, saith Yahuwah, that I will send him wanderers, and, he, and will cause him to wander, 
and shall empty his vessels and break his bottles. Okay. Mm. Now I want you to understand. So now watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna read that in this Bible basic English. Mm-hmm. So you can understand what he's saying here, just so you can hear it a little clearer. Okay. Then it goes like this. This is what it says in, in a different translation. It says, from his earliest days, Moab has been living in comfort. Mm. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. Like wine long stored, he has not been drained from vessel to vessel. Mm. He has never gone away as a prisoner. So his taste is still in him. His smell is unchanged. So truly the days are coming, says Yahuwah, when I will send him men who will have him turn over till there is, let me scroll down, till there is no more wine in his vessels mm. and his wine skins will be completely broken. Mm. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing this? Mm -hmm. That's why you can't become settled in your lees because y'all doesn't like it, right? No. So now let's go to another scripture, right? Because I told you y'all don't like it, right? Now, Yahushua Mashiach said this himself, right? This is Luke chapter 9. And we're going to read verse 57 through 62. That is Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through 62. And it reads as follows. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Adonai, I will follow you whithersoever you go. And Yahushua said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the son of Adam have not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Adonai, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Yahushua said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead. But go and preach the kingdom of Elohim. And another also said, Adonai, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Yahushua said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of Elohim. Whoa. That that was um that, that was like a punch, like BAM, yes. right? Pay attention to what he said here, right? Mm, mm, mm. He said, no man having put his hand to the plow. So you going to put your hands on the plow? Like you're going to work for me, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to put your hands to the plow like you're going to do work for me? And then you're going to look back? He said, you ain't fit for the kingdom. Mm, mm, mm. In other words, you're saying, um, okay, Father, I I'm going to do this. I'm going to work for you, but... I got this over here that I got to take care of first. Yes. Let me let me just d deal with this first, and then I'll be back. Yes. Right? And so Yah is saying, look, you ain't even fit for the kingdom. If you apply yourself or you say that you're going to apply yourself to do a work for Yah, you better do that work for Yah. Yes. Because he don't think like we think. He don't. He says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. Right. Your ways are not, not my, my ways. ways. That's right. His ways are past our finding out. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. See, y'all don't like that 50% state of mind. No. The world is full of 50% state of mind people. Yes. They only want to get 50%, maybe 60%, maybe 70. 
But it's very few people that actually want to give 100%. And y'all's looking for people that want to give 100%, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pay attention, right? Because Saul is a good example of a 50%er. Mm-hmm. Wow. He is a good example. We're going to go there. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. Watch this. 1 Samuel chapter 15. We're going to read that whole chapter. Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 15, starting at verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 15, starting at verse 1. It says, Shemuel also said unto El Shaul, Yahuwah sent me to anoint you to be king over his people, mm-hmm. over Israel. Yes. Now therefore hearken you unto the voice of the word of Yahuwah. Thus says Yahuwah Tishvat, mm-hmm. I remember that which Amalek did to Yashuel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Mitzrayim. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have mm-hmm. and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, mm-hmm. infant and suckling, yeah. ox and sheep, camel and ass. Okay, stop there for a minute. Now, now pay attention. This was Samuel the prophet that went and anointed King, uh, anointed Saul, made him king over Israel, and told him what he had to do. Yes. And he told you know Amalek. Who is Amalek? He's um a grandson of Esau or son of Esau. Yeah, that's right. He's a, a descendant, descendant of Esau. Esau. That's right. And Esau came out and he and he, he came against Israel and he Amalek. and he yeah Amalek shall say came against Israel and uh and they they just they 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 um spoiled Israel. Okay. So now pay attention, right? So then he says he says I want you to go and smite Amalek. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is Yah talking through the prophet, yes. telling him what he had to do. Now I know this seems kind of hard to do, but and it seems kind of horrible, right? But let me explain something to you. Yahusha gonna do the same thing when he returns, yeah. so don't don't make a big deal out of this, right? Because the scripture tells you he's gonna stain his garments in blood, right? That's yes. the scripture. Right, so everybody think he's coming back just hunky, hunky dory, you know, all happy, he's gonna happy, good lucky, wrapping everybody in a big love blanket. <laughs> love blanket that ain't the scripture, right? When he comes back, he, the scripture says he's coming on a horse mm. with a sword drawn, right? Yeah. And he's gonna gather, he's gonna, his garments are gonna be covered in blood because he's gonna be slaying everything, right? But pay attention, not everything, but you know what I'm saying, <laughs> the wicked and their animals and all this stuff, right? Now, pay attention. He says, now go and smite Alec, other destroy him, and spare not them. Spare them not. Slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, wow. ox and sheep, camel and ass. He says, slaughter, slaughter everything, literally. Spare nothing from the sword. That was the word. That was the message. <clears throat> Pay attention. Now. Start at verse 4. And Shaul gathered the people together and numbered them in Telayim, 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Yahudah. And Shaul came to the city of Amalek and laid wait in the valley. Yep. And Shaul said unto Kenayim, Go depart, you, down among the Amalekim, 
lest I destroy you with them. For ye showed kindness to all the children of Yasharel when they came up out of Mitraim. So the Kenaim departed from among the Amalekim, and Shaul smote the Amalekim from Shavalah until you come to Shur. That is over the Mitzrayim, over against Mitzrayim. That's Egypt, yes. <coughs> and he took Agog, the king of the Elamakim, alive. Amalekites, uh-huh. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Uh-huh. But Shaul and the people spared Agog and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was lot was vile and refused that they destroyed utterly. Okay, now pay attention. Now I want you to pay attention to this, right? Because you would look at this and say, Well man, Saul had a really good heart, right? Because look, it says, But everything that was vile and refused that they destroyed utterly. So that stuff they destroyed utterly, the stuff that was vile and refused, right? But wait a minute. He said the king of Gag of the Malachites alone. He left, kept him alive. But he destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword, right? Mm -hmm. But he spared the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fatlings and the lamb and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. So he said, all this good stuff, ain't no point in me destroying this. And look at these fat lambs over here and these fat sheep, you know, these nice fat oxen you know i can't believe that the most high will have me destroy this right right okay keep reading <laughs> then came the word of yahuwah unto el shemuel saying it grieves me mm. that i have set up shaul to be king for he has turned back from following me and has performed my com and has not performed my commandments and it grieved shemuel and he cried unto el yahuwah all night and when Shemuel arose early to meet Shaul in the morning, it was told Shemuel, saying, Shaul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up, see, he set him up a place and is gone about, and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. And Shemuel came to El Shaul, and Shaul said unto him, Blessed be you of Yahuwah. I have performed the commandment of Yahuwah. And Shemuel said, what means then these, this bleeding of the sheep in my ears? Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this, this is kind of funny to me, right? Because when you look at what Samuel said, to, what, what, um, what Saul said to Samuel, he said, blessed be thou of Yahuwah. I have performed the commandment of Yahuwah. I have performed the commandment. So you really think that you perform the commandment of Yahuwah, right? Then, then, Saul, then Samuel turned and said, well, what is this sheep I hearing in my ears? Bleeding in my ears <laughs> and the, the lowing of the oxen, which I hear. <laughs> so this is a person, <laughs> Shaul is a person who says, oh, the most high. And see, this is what happens when you forget who Yah is. Yeah. Oh, y'all don't know that I saved the sheep and the oxen and the ass and all of the fatlings. He don't, you really think he don't know, huh? Yeah. So you're talking to the prophet of Yah, 
And so you think you could pull something over on him too? Mm. Uh, oh yeah, I commanded. I did what was commanded of me. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, what the Most High told me to do, I did. But the prophet of Yah being fully connected to Yah, he says, "Oh, so you you you're telling me that you did the commandment of Yah, yet I hear the bleeding of the sheep mm -hmm. and the the lowing of the the oxen in the background. I wow. can still hear them, but you lying to me, uh, telling uh, me that you carried out the most high's will." Uh, uh, uh. Now watch this. See, there's something that happens to a person that's a lukewarm person. Okay, mm -hmm. it's called blindness. Yes, they come, they become blind to their own actions. They can't see. They become blind. See, Saul was so involved with his own actions that I did a good thing here. I put all those people to death. I brought back all these sheep and oxen for the people, you know. And so I did a good thing. He was totally blinded. He was out of the will of Yah. He thought he had kept the commandments of Yah. Mm, mm, Don't mm. you understand? Pay attention, right? We got commandments, we got the law, and we got um, statutes, right? A commandment is something that Yah gives you directly. Yes. See, some of you got commandments that Yah have put upon you that's different than the commandments that Yah put upon me. Right? Right, right. You can't be blind to the fact and thinking that you're keeping his commandments and you're not, right? Get your eyes open and pay attention. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Now keep on reading here. Before I continue on, mm -hmm. don't think that just because you did one little part of it. See, that's the problem mm. is. The problem is a lot of people think that because I did one little part of it. Yes. Most I gave you a list from one to ten to complete. Yes. But you did maybe one through three, mm, and you mm. think you've done enough. Yeah. We don't know who we're dealing with. The Most High didn't tell you to do one through three. Mm. He said do one through ten, but you're doing one through th three, and you've convinced yourself in your mind that you've done enough. Yeah. The Most High is not like man. That's right. He is not to be played with. When he gives you a commandment, I don't care how young you are or how old you are, follow his commandments to the T. That's right. Continuing on at verse 15. Hold on, I want to read what this brother said here. I like what this brother said. If I can find it's moving so fast. Let me see if I can okay. go back up to it. and got away from it. But he basically said, this brother said, um, he said that basically Saul was doing what was right in his own eyes. Right. Self-righteousness. Self-righteousness. Mm. Yes. That's exactly what Saul was doing. In his mind, he was being self-righteous. But see, I don't like self-righteousness, mm -hmm. right? Keep yeah, so self-righteousness is basically yeah. to establish your own righteousness, which something that you believe is right in your own eyes. Yes. So he probably drew the conclusion that, well, you know, I don't think the Most High really meant for me to kill the animals too. Yes. They're just innocent. Yeah. They're just innocent oxen and ass and, and um That's and, right. and sheep. So That's he, right. he probably didn't mean that. So, you know, I'm going to make some adjustments here. And, yes. and the king, you know, since he's royalty, I'm going to keep him alive yes. too. Because, you know, y'all really didn't know exactly what he was doing. Yes. So I'm going to tweak it a little bit and make some adjustments because y'all yes. don't always get it right. So, you know what, since... Since I'm, since I am the one who who he sent, he obviously trusts my ways, right? Yeah. And so I'm gonna go ahead and make these quick adjustments, and yeah. I'm gonna keep, and I'm, I'm gonna give them to our people. 
I mean, he made me king, right? Yeah. He, I must be. Yeah, I must yeah. have been right. He must have trusted me with something. So you know, he I, made me king. I think he messed up a little bit, don't you? Yeah. And so since he messed up, we gonna make this uh, adjustment. We gonna keep the oxen and the ass, yeah. and we gonna keep the king. I don't know yeah. why we keep him, but we gonna keep him. We gonna ransom him, get yeah. some oh, money. Oh yeah, for yeah, him. We, yeah. We gonna keep yeah. him. But uh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we fixed it for you because you didn't quite know what you were doing. Yeah. Mm. Pay attention, verse fifteen. And Shaul said. They have brought them from the Amalekim, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto Yahuwah See, y'all, we're going to sacrifice it to you. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. So you're going to do evil that good may come of it. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Do you hear this? <laughs> we gonna, I'm going to do evil that good may come. You know what? We're going to sacrifice these unto Yahuwah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So he can't reject that because we're we doing it unto him. Mm, mm, mm. Now read what he says to, to Saul now. Mm, mm, mm. Then Shemuel said unto El Shaul, Stay, and I will tell you what Yahuwah has said to me this night. Mm, mm, mm. And he said unto him, Say on. And Shemuel said, When you were little in your own sight, were you not made the head of the tribes of Yashorel? And Yahuwah anointed you king over Yashorel? And Yahuwah sent you on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekim, and fight against them until they be consumed. Uh -huh. Wherefore then... Did you not obey the voice of Yahuwah, uh -huh. but did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of Yahuwah? Wow. See, it's evil in the sight of Yahuwah if you do a half job. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, keep mm -hmm. going. <laughs> and Shaul said unto El Shemuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of Yahuwah and have gone the way which Yahuwah sent me and have brought a God, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekim. So he still think that he did right. Even though the prophet telling oh them, no, you didn't. So he's still arguing with the prophet that he did righteously, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Are y'all paying attention to this? You see how thick that darkness can be? Keep going. You see how stiff-necked and stubborn the children yeah. of Yashrael were? For him to still be trying to make the point that he did right when <laughs> God told you you did yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But the people took of the spoiled sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto Yahuwah Eloika in Gilgal. And Shemuel said, Has Yahuwah as great delight in ascending smoke offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of Yahuwah? Yep. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Wow. So he mm. said to obey is better than sacrifice. Are you hearing this? He said, it's better for you. Don't bring me no your sacrifices. Mm -hmm. See, that's what we do sometimes. We're going to bring some sacrifice. Yeah, I'm going to be happy with this. I'm going I'm to I'm get on my knees and pray, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. You know, living this. Look, look. Sin one day, right? And the next day you righteous, right? That's straddling the fence. Are you hearing me? Y'all said, no, I need more than just prayer from you. I need more than just you reading your word. I need you to live a life. Yes. Right? Live the life. Don't straddle the fence, right? Now pay attention. Pay attention because this is so important. Now what does he say to him in this last part here? Also, the Most High needs you to go according to what he has commanded you yes. to do. Yes. 
At the end of the day, he commanded Saul to yes. do something. And Saul strayed away from the commandment and did what was right in his own eyes. And yes. that, that leads us to verse 13. It says, for rebellion is mm. as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness, stubbornness is, is as, as iniquity and, and idolatry. idolatry. Mm. Mm. Because mm. you have rejected the word of Yahuwah, he has also rejected you from being king. Wow. So he was dethroned from that point. Wow. It didn't happen right away, but the Most High set in motion. He activated he sure did. judgment against this king at that moment. Against, against Saul. Saul. Yep. At that moment of his <sighs> disobedience, <sighs> he activated Yah's judgment. Right? Wow. And so that means it was set in motion. His disobedience set in motion the judgment of Yah upon his life because he... He strayed to the left and to the right and didn't stay on course with what Yah had told him to do. He established his own righteousness in his yep. own mind. Yah gave him specific, yes. very specific instructions. But he said, I'm going to add a little and I'm going to take a little away. Okay, yep. I'm not going to do exactly as Yah have said because I think Yah didn't get it right. Yah got it wrong, but I'm going to fix it for you, Yah. Yeah. But straddling the fence will stop your blessings yeah so he was dethroned he was he lost his blessings and and, and mm, he also mm, lost mm. his life in the yeah evening. he sure did he, he sure did he and, and the life of his of his children too he said wow he set a path he set himself on a path of destruction from that moment of disobedience yes mm, mm, now mm. i'm gonna tell you what's going on right because a person that straddles the fence has a double mind yes they can't they can't they can't get their mind to to come upon one they, they like they like just torn right a lukewarm person now pay attention watch this right do you remember what elijah said to the people when he was trying when he he went to we went to the people right this is during the time of jezebel and he was trying to get the people were busy worshiping baal so <coughs> excuse me they were busy worshiping baal and and he was trying to get them to understand. We, 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 don't you believe in Yahuwah, right? And he was suddenly dealing with them, right? Do you remember what he said to him? Let's go to that scripture. This is 1 Kings chapter 18. <clears throat> Watch what he says to them, right? Because this is what's going on with a lukewarm person. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, reads as follows. It says, And Eliyahu came unto all the people and said, how long halt you between two opinions? If Yahweh, if Yahuwah be Elohim, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Now I want you to pay attention, right? Okay. So Elijah looked at me and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? So you get these two opinions bouncing around in your head. Some of you want to worship Yah, some of you don't. Some of you want to worship Baal, some of you don't. You just... And then when he asked them the question, what does it say? It says, and the people answered them not a word. They were that confused. You mean to tell me you don't know? You mean to tell me you don't know wow. who to worship? Mm -hmm. You couldn't say a word, huh? Mm -hmm. So when Elijah said that, they were like, oh, 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 That was a direct question. I think, um, I, 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 I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. He really? Asked you, he asked you, do you want to worship Baal or worship Yah? 
and you had to ponder and think about it. You had to think about it. You had to think about it. You didn't have a clear answer in your head mm, mm, right mm. off the bat. That should, in my opinion, that should have been, oh, 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 Elijah, we're going to worship Yahuwah. That should have been just as clear, mm. but they they didn't they couldn't even open their mouth and say anything. Man. Wow. It says, how long stand you halted between two opinions? Two, two, simple. It was a simple opinion. To me, I, I looked at a little bell. Okay, this is Baal here. This statue, okay? But Yahuwah moves in power. You know, I can't see him, but I know he's there and he's moving. Well, look at all the examples in history, right? The prophets and, mm -hmm. and, and what he has done. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I can see this, though. It said halted. Mm -hmm. They were halted. Almost like they were frozen. Frozen. In between two opinions. Mm -hmm. They couldn't choose ye this day. It was like a direct question. Yes. Choose ye this day. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. But the pool of sin, they knew this part was wrong. Yes. But the pool was so great. To they couldn't say, well, um, I'm going to be on y'all's side. Mm, the the mm, pool mm. was so great to where they couldn't just say, they I'm couldn't go, say I, I got, because this was the obvious choice. Yes. I'm going with y'all. But the pool from sin was too great to where they were halted between two opinions. Mm, mm, two mm. thoughts. Wow. Two thoughts. Isn't that something? Mm. Two thoughts. They couldn't they could make up their mind. Wow. See, that lukewarmness is dangerous. We're going to go to that lukewarm scripture. This is Revelations chapter 3, and we're going to read 14 through 19. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 19, reads as follows. And unto the angel of the called out assembly of the Laodiceans write these things, says the, says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of Elohim. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. Mm -hmm. I would you were cold or hot. <clears throat> so then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And know not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind oh. and naked. Oh. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that ye may be rich and white raiment, that you could be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Okay. Now, I want you to pay attention to this to this lukewarm assembly that he's talking to here, right? He says, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. So then because you're lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Do you know what spew you out of my mouth means? That's like spit. 
I'm gonna spew you, spew you out of my mouth. Like, but you ever seen a person spit on the ground and then take it back? Mm-mm. Once he spew you out, that's it. Are you paying attention, right? Now watch this, right? Pay attention. He says, because you say in your heart, I am rich and increased with good, I have need of nothing. So you settled in your lead. You settled. You just like Moab at ease. You have settled in your leaves. You just like Moab at ease. You sitting back, look, I have need of nothing. You know, I'm rich and increased with goods. But notice what Yah says. See, you're blind. He said, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what you are. He said, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. But they didn't see that. They saw that they were rich and increased with goods and didn't have need of nothing. So they had a knowledge of Yah, right? I want you to pay attention, right? I'm going to name some things that I want you to see here that I marked out. And I want you to get this, right? They had spiritual idleness and ease. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to tell you why spiritual idleness is scary. And it's, you got to be careful with spiritual idleness, right? <clears throat> when David fell to the sin of that woman and had her husband killed, did you know David was supposed to go out to battle that day? Mm. And instead he stayed home? Mm, mm, mm. Spiritual idleness. Yeah. While he was idle, he looked out and he saw that woman bathing. And that image was enough to mess him up to where he went and did a horrible thing and had to pay for it yes. through his life. Mm -hmm. Spiritual idleness, right? And ease. I'm king. You know, I don't have to go out to battle today. I can sit back and take this one out. I can chill. Mm -hmm. You know? Let me tell you something. In spiritual warfare, you, you there's no such thing as spiritual ease in spiritual warfare. No, it's not. Spiritual warfare, don't you don't you understand? Demons don't take breaks. They don't take breaks. They don't take vacations. They don't demons sit there. Man, I need a vacation from all this demonic activity. No, I'm tired. <laughs> I need a break, you know? Them demons ain't taking no breaks. No. They ain't taking time off. They're not taking any vacations. They taking every second, every moment of the day to try to get you. That's why we, even when you sleep, sometimes they come and try to bother you in your sleep at night. Say, like, these demons tired? Don't you want to get some rest tonight? No, no, no. We still trying to get back in that body. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah. Are you paying attention? Yeah. Right? There's no such thing as a spiritual rest. It's a spiritual rest. And yeah, understand what I'm saying, right? You do have a spiritual rest in Yah, but I'm talking about as far as dealing with demons. No spiritual rest from the battle. From the battle. The you, battle continues it's on. It continues on. It's constantly from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. Even while you sleep, yeah. there's a battle. There are times I had to wake up in the middle of the night slinging the sword. Wake up. Oh, demons. I rebuke you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, yes. got, you got to fight all the time. Yeah, right? You, just because you don't engage in battle don't mean that the battle ceases. Right? That's one thing that we have to yes. understand. So, like Watchman pointed out, the devils, the demons don't take a break. Hashatam, the devil don't take a break. Yes. They continue on going throughout the earth seeking whom they may yes. devour, seeking whom they have 
permission yes. to devour, right? But see, we want to take a break. Yeah. You have to stay suited up in your uh, the whole armor of Yah yes. at all times, right? Yes. Just because you do not engage in the battle doesn't mean that the battle ceases. Yeah. The enemy is not going to say, "Oh, they taking a, they taking a break right now, so uh, we go we gonna leave them alone for yeah. the moment." Cause they taking a break, they tired. That's not how they work. That's what. That's when they say, "I'm gonna get you." You think you can rest in this battle? You know, when you sit back and you say, "You know what? This shield has got heavy. I'm getting tired of holding this shield. I'm gonna put the shield down. And this breastplate. Oh, let me just take this thing off." You know? Did you not know the scripture mentions about fiery darts of the wicked? Yes. So here you laying your your breastplate aside and your shield aside, and all of a sudden a fiery dart just come out of nowhere. Boom. Mm. You know what a fiery dart is? If you ever watched uh, the movie, um, um, Last Samurai? No, no, not Last Samurai, the, um, Gladiator. Mm -hmm. You remember that battle scene at the beginning of Gladiator when the Roman soldiers hit all those arrows and they put fire, hey, or something on the end of them, they lit them and they were all on fire and then they shot them in the air at the enemy and all those arrows of flaming arrows came down? That's what he was referring to. Mm -hmm. See, this was something that they saw back in those days. Paul saw this back in the days. That's why he said the fiery darts of the wicked because he saw it firsthand on. Yes. That's why you can't just put your shield down. And, and, and you can't take that helmet off. Listen, the enemy is very strategic. Now, in real life, they yes. tell you to go for center mass, right? This is the biggest part of the body. They tell you to aim yes. for that. But the enemy is so strategic that he knows how to aim for this up here right yeah and so this is why the battlefield is mostly in the mind yes. So he knows that if he if you ain't got that helmet of salvation on right the enemy knows that all he has to do is drop in a thought here yes. drop in some temptation there drop in another thought some more temptation some more strongholds if i could just get you up here if I could get you so messed up up here, engaging in all of this type of stuff that I've yes. implanted, all of the devices of the wicked, if I can get you up here, he knows that if he can strike yep. the head, if he can strike the head, y'all, yep. there's a message in that too. If I yep. can strike the head, then I've done all I needed to do. Yeah. If he can strike the head, <laughs> if he can strike the head, he knows that he's done all he needed to do. Wow. This is why we have to understand what's happening in the black community. Yeah. Among the children of Yashrael. We need to understand yeah. that the enemy has struck the head. Yeah. Okay. Now, whenever you speak of yeah. striking the head, it's not meant as an attack with words. Because right. the enemy got the <laughs> real attack. He's the one who has really attacked you. Yeah. Right? And so... It is for us to see and know that we have been attacked as a people. Because the daughters of Zion, when our men are attacked, we are vulnerable. That's right. When our men are in sin, we are vulnerable. Yes. Right? But thankfully, the Most High has given us a way of escape. This is why he says, I call for the mourning women. Yes. That they may cry out. He says, daughters of Zion, I entreat you, come. Cry out for the men. That's right? right. Cry out for the head. Because they are dying in the streets. Yeah. And I know it's difficult sometimes to want to pray on behalf of those who are being killed naturally and spiritually. But that is the mandate that has been laid upon us. Yes. And this is why we must do it. We must yes. do what we have been told to do, what we have been instructed to do. Because the head has been targeted. Yes. And the head has been attacked. 
you know, I thank y'all for my wife. You know, my wife, she really does. She prays a lot for me, you know, and because there are things that I'm up against all the time. Mm -hmm. There's spirits, there are demons, there are other things, you know, that, that I'm up against. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm thankful that my wife, she prays for me like that. You know, she mm -hmm. knows I'm the head of this house and she prays for me, you know, mm -hmm. and she don't just pray for me. She pray for the other heads that are out here too. Yes. You know, because mm -hmm. you see a lot of people, they get things mixed up when they see us. When, especially when they see my wife do videos and she's talking about the head and what's going on. They, what are you talking about men for? And they get all upset. Mm -hmm. They don't realize Deborah is a praying woman. She's praying for the head too. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so this is what's going on. People yes. just don't understand that they can't see everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you right now, this thing, this battle is so for real. Just like she said, a head blow is a... It's like a death blow. It's a death blow. Yes. Most times a head blow is a death blow. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen people get shot in the chest, get shot, and all kinds of things happen. It's rare that a person gets shot in the head and, and survive. Rare. Head blows are usually death blows. A person can get hit in the head. Let me tell you something. A person can take a bat and bust a man across his chest, and he'll probably be okay. Mm -hmm. Hit him across his back with a bat, he'll probably be okay. But if he hit him in his head, that's literally it. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, that's it. Yes. Okay. So understand that's why we must keep that head that uh, the the uh, whole armor on and keep the helmet of salvation on, okay? Yes. Now. Um one thing that notice that it mentions here about the blindness about the Laodicean church. It says that they are poor, blind and naked. They're blind. Mm -hmm. This blindness comes upon a person when they are lukewarm. They can't see that they are poor, blind and naked. Mm -hmm. Okay? They think that they everything is made in the shade, okay? This is what they think, okay? They lack spiritual desire to grow. Mm -hmm. So they're like, I'm good right here, you know? It's, it's like a person who plants a cherry tree in a flower pot, right? A little flower pot like this, right? And the tree gets about, maybe about three, four feet in that flower pot. And they sit there and say, that's good. They just stay right here in this flower pot. <laughs> really? So you think it's going to give you this bountiful harvest of cherries sitting in the flower pot? <laughs> See, they at ease. I got me a cherry. They tell their people, big friends, hey, man, I got me a cherry tree planted, man. That pot over there, man, cherry tree, you know? <laughs> cherries, man. I'm be getting all kinds of cherries. No, now if you don't take it out that pot, <laughs> a lukewarm person they are uh they they don't they they don't they they lack that spirit the, the desire to grow spiritually mm -hmm. right yeah. they heart becomes hardened yes now okay now watch this right notice what it says here they have need of nothing right then he says i counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes of eye salve that thou mayest see as many as I love, I rebuke, chasten. Now notice what it says here. This is very important. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Why does it say be zealous? Mm. Mm? Mm -hmm. Because they're not zealous as it relates to y'all. That proves that they don't have no spiritual desire to grow. They're not zealous. Right? right? He says, so be thou zealous now for and me. Repent. And repent. Mm. Be zealous. Come out like, okay, Father, yeah, I'm ready to do this thing. I'm ready. Yes. I'm ready for the work that you got before me. I'm ready for it. Yes. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
He gives himself over to the pleasures of this life. Mm -hmm. That's why the word gets choked out so easy. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so easy to sin because he gives himself over to the pleasures of this life. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what that's what this, this lukewarmness is about. Now, here's a lukewarm deception, right? I want to talk about that real quick, okay? Because they have a knowledge of God, of Yah, should I say? Knowledge does what? Puffs up. <laughs> so, because they have this knowledge, it puffs them up. That's why they become blind. Because they say, wait a minute. I know Yah. I know who he is. I know his name. Mm -hmm. I know I'm his people. I've been filled before with the Ruach. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm good. See, that's a deception that there's, there's the mess with them, right? The deception of the knowledge mm -hmm. of Yahuwah, right? They have a worldly connection. Pay attention to what I'm saying when I say a worldly connect, connection, right? Mm -hmm. So they're so connected with the world that they can't let it go. Mm -hmm. But they can't, uh -huh, but they know Yah enough to where they say, I know Yah, but I can't go 100% with Yah, and I can't really let the world go, so I'm going to just do this balancing act, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm going to get get myself up on that fence, and I'm going to walk and do this balancing act, you know? Now, let me explain something to you. One time I tried that. <laughs> you want to see it? One time I tried that when I was young, Okay. They had this um this fence barrier. It wasn't really a fence, but it was like a fence. But it was made of pole. It was made of piping, and it was about I don't want to say two feet off the ground along the side of this property. It was on the side street, and we used to hop up on that thing and just get to walking on it like this here, right? So, yeah, man, I'm gonna make it to the end. I'm gonna make it to the end. One time I slipped off that thing and hurt myself so bad until my friends almost had to carry me home. Do you hear me? I was only about 10 years old. Need I say I never tried to walk that pole again. It's amazing that that happened to you at that age. The same thing happened to me when we used to go to some, um, it was kind of like the YMCA, but it wasn't the YMCA, it was a church. But um, I did that same balancing act on the pole and had the same results. It's like, there's always, he told us a long time ago when we were just kids, <laughs> don't straddle the fence. Because <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, and I <laughs> like, remember Don't it. straddle the fence because you can destroy yourself. Yeah, yeah, you can destroy yourself. <laughs> yes, you, yeah, you can destroy yourself by straddling the fence mm. if you fall on that fence. <laughs> you know, you see. Man, I fell hit so hard. Until I was the, knocked the wind out of me, and I was down, so trying to get air. Yeah. And they, they were like, Oh my goodness, is he okay? He okay? He said, Eric, get up, man. Eric, get up. And I was just laying, I was like, I thought I was about to go, y'all. <laughs> As a kid, I, I was, I laid there here trying to get me up, and I just laid there like this here. And I was like, I was like, Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And after that, I, let me tell you something. I would never walk that thing again. Never. I saw that thing. I said, I ain't ever getting on that again. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Nope. It ain't worth it to me, right? Yeah, and that this was a, a fall yeah. straight down, y'all. It wasn't a fall to the yeah. right or left. Both of us had that same experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was a straight down. So we ain't trying to tell you what we mean, best. <laughs> right. Some of you understand what it means, right, straight down right. fall, right? Right. Yeah. I wanted to say this, too. Um, we've talked about this before in the past. When the Most High gives you a time of visitation, yes. right? When He gives you a time of visitation, it's like He brings you to a certain place and He shows you something, yes. right? 
and he says, I have laid before you an open door. Yes. Right? And he's given you that opportunity to walk through that door. Yes. That could be your time of visitation. Yes. He says, okay, I'm giving you this time to choose ye this day. Yeah. Right? This is the time. This is the time that I've placed you in. Yes. And I have given you something very clear and obvious to look at and to understand. Yes. So during your time of visitation, if you don't make the right choices, yes, there can be destruction at the end of that. Yes. He actually says that in the word, mm -hmm. right? The time is because you knew it's not. That this was a time of your vegetation, therefore mm -hmm. it shall be hid from that. The things that belong to your peace. He said, they're good things I got planned for you, right? But because you didn't know that I was coming to bless you, now I have to give you a curse. Don't mm -hmm. you understand? That's automatic. That's, that's like reap what you sow. If you reject the blessing, what you think don't come? Yeah. Another blessing? No, no, no. It don't work that way. If you reject the blessing, the curse got to come. Because you reject the blessing. Yes. Right? Don't, didn't he say, if you hearken unto me diligently, huh, to the voice of Yahuwah, to do uh, uh, all that he commands you to do, right? Yes. That all these blessings should come. Then he says, but if you don't hearken, mm -hmm. all these curses are going to come. There's one or the other. That's what you got to understand. It's one or the other, right? Mm -hmm. Because of fear, a lukewarm person will not forsake the world. Mm -hmm. They won't forsake the world. They're, they're only forsaking so much. I don't want to. Okay, I'll leave that alone. Leave this alone. Okay. I ain't going to mess with no more pork, you know? But I'm going to still do this, do this over here, and do that over there. This ain't as bad as that over there. That's self righteous. Right. Y'all said leave it. Don't be like Saul. Right. <laughs> Y'all said leave it all alone, right? Mm -hmm. Come, now, watch this, right? We got some scriptures I'm going to share with you. Let me read this last part here, okay? The, a lukewarm person think he has the perfect balance. Mm, mm, mm. I got the perfect balance yes, here. I'm enjoying out. the best of both. I, I'm balanced mm, all. Mm, I got mm. this thing going, right? Mm, Boy, they are so long. He's so wrong. Long. Yeah, he thinks mm. he got the best of both worlds, right? But watch this. Let's go to James chapter 1. <clears throat> now, let's look at verse 6 and 8, 6 through 8. James chapter 1, verses 6 through <clears throat> 8 reads as follows. It says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, mm. driven with the wind and tossed. Mm -hmm. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything, anything of Yahuwah. Yeah, right. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Wow. So a double-minded man, this can't remind me of the face of um Janus, right? The god Janus. We got two faces, you know, one young face, one old face, mm. two faces, a two face. That's like a person that's this, this, you, you can't make up your mind. A double minded man is unstable in all his <coughs> ways. He said, let not that man think that he will receive anything from y'all, mm. right? Mm. You ain't going to receive nothing from y'all if you double minded. If you lukewarm, you're going to hold up all your blessings, right? Mm -hmm. Huh? All your blessings going to be held up, right? If you lukewarm. What's the title of this message? Straddling the defense, straddling the fence will stop your blessings. Yes. You understand me? It will stop your blessings, right? Go to Matthew chapter 6 and read verse 24. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 reads as follows. It says, No man can serve two Adonim, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the 
the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Elohim and Mammon. Yeah, but but you got those that really think they can straddle the fence. Mm -hmm. You can't straddle the fence. You can't serve. You can't have two masters, right? Right? Let me ask you something. I want you to think about this, right? Do you really want to be a friend of the world when the scripture says that you're the enemy of Yah if you are? Mm -hmm. you, th you can't be a friend of the world and think, think oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool over here with them and with them. But you're a double agent? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine this, right? Imagine this, right? You get two groups of people, right? Okay? Two groups of people, right? And one is wicked and the other is righteous. And you're going to be in between. I'm going to go over and hang with these over here with the wicked for a minute, right? And then I'm going to come back over here and hang with the righteous. So you're just going back and forth like a, like almost like a spy? <laughs> Listen, what is that, right? You're going to go get a little bit from over here, a little bit from over here. I'm going to just do this balancing act, right? you just balancing this thing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> I said that because it just sounds funny. You're in a time of war, right? Mm -hmm. A time of war, right? And you used to be on the enemy side, right? But you didn't left they side and tried to come over here. And since you, you can't get things to work over here, you're going you gonna to be in between and straddle the fence now, right? Well, let me explain something to you, right? Pay attention. Okay. I want you to look at this carefully what I'm about to tell you, right? So, you used to be on the wicked side. And now you went over to the good side. Now, the wicked and the good are battling against each other, right? right? Mm -hmm. But you decide you're going to start on the fence, which is right up the middle. Mm -hmm. But they're shooting against each other. Come on now. Come on. Bring it out, baby. And you're walking right up the middle on the fence. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. One of these days, one of them going to hit the target. <laughs> Most likely, it's going to be the bad side. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Pay attention. It's right because, in your face. Because y'all yeah. don't like that lukewarmness thing. So you lose your protection in that, too. Yeah, you lose your protection. When you are straddling the fence, yeah. you stop your blessing. So the protection that you would have gotten, yes. you're not going to get it. That's right. Because you've opened yourself up. You don't have on the whole armor of Yah if you are straddling the fence. You That's don't right. have it on. And so, therefore, the fiery darks, darts of the wicked that's coming from the left is probably going to strike you in your liver. Just mm, 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 mm. mm. like a person can a soldier fight for both sides? <laughs> that's right. Nope. You can't. Nope. You can't fight from both sides. Yeah. You just can't. You got to be on one side or the other. Now, on the on on the on, if you're on the right side, you got protection. Right. Right. They got uh, uh, barricades and all kinds of stuff to help protect you, right? And y'all got it, that the angels is gonna go forth and fight, right? And all of this, right? But that's why you can't straddle the fence. Right. Okay. Now here's the last scripture. This is Corinthians chapter six. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 17, reads as follows. It says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Mm. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? Mm. And what communion has light with darkness? Mm. And what concord has Yahusha HaMashiach with Belial? Mm. Or what part has he that believes with an infidel? Infidel. And what agreement has the temple of Elohim with idols? For ye are the temple of the living Elohim, 
as Elohim has said, I will dwell in you and walk in them, and I will be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says Yahuwah, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says Yahuwah Tishvat. Wow. Wow. Now notice what it says here. He says, it be not unequally yoked with together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? In other words, you can't hang out with people that ain't righteous, that ain't living the life. You can't hang out with them. They can't be your friends. Right. You know, be your okay, you see if that I'm not saying right. Okay, pay attention because I, I've been through this when I when I first received the Holy Spirit. I had friends that would still come by. And my motto was, okay, if you're going to come by to see me, I'm not I'm not going to visit you. I'm not going where you're going. I'm not dealing with your stuff because they were into some crazy stuff. And I told you before, uh, one time I got, they, they were shooting and fighting and I was right there caught literally. Caught up in the middle. Caught up in the middle of it. And I said, okay, I'm not doing that no, no, no more. But I want you to understand something, right? Uh, the way I would do things, I would say, okay, well, okay, well, it depends on the person too. Because I had friends that I had grown up for years that wasn't, really out there crazily right then i had some that were out there and i had, okay i got to keep my distance from this person but there were some that i witnessed to on a regular basis and they were hearing the word and some of them actually became saved as a result of me witnessing to them but i didn't give in to them and their lifestyle right i didn't allow that to pull me and if i fell to pull i didn't go around them no more yeah okay so understand what that means so i was still courteous i said well, hey how you doing brother okay good to see you you know and that was it. It wasn't me hanging around them and, and fellowshipping with them, right? That's why the scripture says you can't even sit down and eat with a fornicator. Mm -hmm. It tells you that, right? You can't sit down and eat people that's in this involved in every sin, mm -hmm. right? Now, understand this, right? Because that's why we have to repent when we do jobs or we do different things. You have to repent when you do things, should I say, okay? So now it says here, right, that so... Righteousness and unrighteousness, you can't, it, it, there's no fellowship with righteousness and unrighteousness. And what community have light with darkness? See, we are in the light, we're not in darkness. Right. We can't have fellowship, communion with darkness. Okay? And this is now the Mashiach with Baal. There's no concord with the Mashiach and Baal, Belial, right? Or what part have, a, have, have he that believeth with an infidel? So a person that believes and a person that's an infidel. That's unbeliever. Right. The scripture tells you what's going to be in hell. Unbelievers. Hell is full of unbelievers. So you can't fellowship with believers. Unbelievers, yeah. Yeah, with unbelievers. You can't fellowship with unbelievers, right? Because you are a believer. Okay? And what agreement has the temple of Yah with idols? Right? For ye are the temple of the living Yah, and Yah have said it, I will be, I will dwell in them and walk in them and be there their Elohim and they shall be my people. Then he says, Come out from among them and be ye separate. He said, You gotta come out from among them and be ye separate. Do you know that was the one thing the most high said to me because years ago I, I, I had this notion because I came out when I came and went to high school, I was into fashion designing and modeling and I was really wanting to get into that thing. You know, I went to college, I took up tailoring, so it was gonna be tailoring and making clothes and all that. I was just into the fashion thing, right? And I'll never forget the day. 
Well, I went to um, a fashion, I was going to fashion college, and we did some modeling, and there's other things we did and stuff, right? And I began to really look at the spirit of the people I was around. And I said, man, these people are wicked. Mm-hmm. I said, it's some serious wickedness here, you know? Just It's just a lot of wickedness. And I could hear the most, I tell me, you got to come out from among this. This ain't a career that I want. But I wanted to go into that career, but eventually I sat there and I looked at it all. I said, this is wicked. Mm-hmm. I can't go into this field. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can go into this, you know. Now I'm not saying those of you that's doing it now. See, the thing is, back then, there was only one avenue to get into that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now a person can do it for his people. He can make clothes for his people. They can design clothes for Yah's people. You can do all that. But at the time, you don't have to get into the industry, right? You don't have to get into the industry. At the time, I was, <laughs> I was, it, I did I even have the Holy Spirit at this time? No, I didn't even have the Holy Spirit yet. And so I was, I studying the Word, and then I was, I was in the Word, searching, seeking Yah. But at that time, that's when Yah told me, you, you got to come out from among this thing. If you want to be blessed, you got to come out from among it. You know, mm-hmm. you can't be a part of this industry. You can't do that, right? So mm-hmm. I did. I didn't get into it. I was just going, going to school for it. But I ended up dropping out of the school and mm-hmm. left all that alone because I saw the wickedness in it. Okay? Yes. So when the scripture says, come out from among them and be ye separate, understand what that means. Yes. You have to look at everything in your life, your career, uh, uh, some of the people that you're around, things that you deal with, you got to look at it all, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's some wickedness out there that's going to pull you. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a pull on you, right? And that's why you got to be careful. I wanted to uh, bring some clarity to, uh, it says, what fellowship have believers with unbelievers? Yes. Uh, sometimes we can get ourselves into this little mind game. See, the enemy uses yes. devices, Bring right? it out, yeah. The devices of the wicked. So he's using cunning, crafting ways, crafty ways to try to get you in your mind, right? So it says, well, what fellowship have believers with unbelievers? And so you'll get yourself in a situation where you say, well, that person does believe in God. Or they do believe in the Bible. They do read. Right. It's a difference in what man perceives as a believer versus what the Most High perceives as a believer. Yeah. So don't fall into that thing where you you say, well, this person they, they well they do read the Bible, uh, they do go to church. What is their life like? Do they live for the Most High? Are they seeking the Most High? Are they high? just religious? Or are they just religious? Because. Yeah. Satan knows the Bible. Yeah. Don't allow yourself to, to get into the the thought pattern of just because someone reads the Bible yeah. or quotes scripture from time to time or go to church from time to time thinking that they are a believer. What the Bible yeah. means as a believer is certainly different than what we believe, right? Yeah. So when it says what fellowship have believers with unbelievers, uh, go according to the biblical meaning. What fellowship have light with darkness? Yes. Why are you hanging around with this person? If you want to be a child of the light, but you know this person is out here doing all kinds of wickedness, choose ye this day. Now, even if you yourself was involved in some wickedness, that's why the scripture says, choose ye this day. I have laid before you an open door. The most High said, look, come on in. Either you can reject him or you can accept him. If he's telling you I have an open door, this is the time of your visitation. I have given you this choice. I have given you this time yes. to make the choice. Take heed at that moment. Don't think that you have time to think about it. Yeah, That's the mistake that a lot of people make. They think that they got time to think about it. 
The Most High yeah. says, not so. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Choose ye this day. You know, it's amazing about what my wife was saying about sometimes people think that, um, well, they believe too and all is that they're right. Let me explain something to you, right? It was religious people that crucified the Messiah. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you got to be careful of the people you think that's, um, you know, I, I can still deal with them, right? And all is that they're right. No, not so. It was religious people that killed the Messiah. So you you got to understand there's a difference between being religious and actually being with God. Now watch this here, right? So Yahushua had 12 disciples and one was the devil <laughs> or running with the devil, right? Mm -hmm. He had 12 disciples and one, and was, one was Judas. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Now, he knew the difference in the two, in the, in, in, in the 12, right? Between Judas and the other 11. He knew the difference between them. But did Peter and them know the difference? Mm -mm. At that time they didn't. No. They were probably shocked when they heard what happened with Judas. He betrayed the Messiah. They were probably like, oh man. He was with us all this time. Hanging with us. Eating with us. Going out. <laughs> witnessing the people. Laying hands on people. He was going out with us. But yet this man betrayed the Messiah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that's why you gotta be careful. You gotta you gotta say to yourself, okay, wait a minute. Don't all I'm saying is when the scripture says, come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing, don't get it twisted. But some of us think that you can go further than just touching it. You right? <laughs> you can hug it, you can caress it, right? You can get close to it, right? You can go go to sleep with it, right? He said, touch not the unclean touch thing. Not. Don't put your hands on it. Mm. Right? Mm. We think that we can eat it. Right? Mm -hmm. Sit up and there's, there's some things that are abominations. He tell you, don't even touch it. It's an abomination. But we're going to cook it and eat, eat it. Right? Yeah. Do, do you see how people's minds are twisted? Right? He says, touch it not. Right? So then that means there's certain things that we cannot have fellowship with we can't go around we can't even touch these things mm. right mm. wow understand the scripture he says come out from among them and be ye separate says Yahuwah and then he says it touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you I will bless you mm. wow yeah. wow yeah. no man can serve two masters a double minded man is unstable in all his ways, all his ways. right He's unstable, right? So now, have you settled on your lees? Hmm? Mm -hmm. I hope you haven't. I hope you haven't settled on your lees because you don't want y'all to send these wanderers <laughs> yeah. that are going to cause you to wander. You don't want to be wandering in the wilderness. Trust me on it. Mm -hmm. You don't, Those people that's wandering in the wilderness, they're wandering around like this. And they just don't know from place to place to place. So y'all just hear them going in one big circle. All right there, right Moments, moments away from the promised land. Mm. Just one. 11, 11 days to make it into the promised land. And it took them 40, 40 years. years. Wow. They could have went. Let me tell you something. Had they had faith. Now I know some things take time, right? And y'all said, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to learn some things. Off. But if they had faith, y'all could have got them there in 11 days. Yes. Instead of them dying and not making it there. In 40 years. Mm -hmm. This should really be a message to everyone. 
that you got to endure to the end. You can't allow the pleasures of this life and the cares of this life and the pleasures of sin and all this stuff to choke the word out and choke you out that you don't make it. The scripture says, they that endures to the end shall be saved. Yes. Let me explain something to you, right? We This is like a race you're running. Mm. Pay attention to what I'm telling you. It's like a race you're running, right? So you're running a race. You got 10 miles to go, right? And and you you yeah ten miles you to start the race now you, done, you it's a ten mile race and you you done ran five miles and all of a sudden you gonna just give up? Well, you just wasted five miles. Yeah, and the time <laughs> that it took to get there. <laughs> so so what? Wait, let's say you get to nine miles and you only and you only got one more to go and you I just can't make I it. Can't <sighs> Forget it. Well, you just wasted all that time, all that running. You done made it nine miles. You got to endure to the end. Endure and you, to the you, end. You, you, you know, you ain't going to fall out on the ground and then the owner of the race comes and say, you know what, we're going to still give you a prize at nine miles. That don't happen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they ain't going to give you no prize at no nine miles if it's a 10-mile race. You done lost. Mm -hmm. You lost the race That's if right. you don't endure. That's right. Endure, endurance is the key. Yes. Like you said, getting to the nine-mile marker and giving up, that's foolishness. It's foolishness. That is foolishness. All you have to do is just slow it down and get tired, and you feel like you can't take it no more. Yeah. You know, you have to encourage yourself yeah. and say, I'm not tired yet. Yeah. Right? Even if you have to slow down a little bit, you're up there in age or whatever, you've been running this race a long time. Because the Bible actually tells you, you said the race isn't given to the swift nor the battle to the strong. But he that endures to the end. Yeah. So he didn't tell you you have to make it there before a particular time. He said just endure, right? So instead of you giving up, and you but you, you're tired at the nine-mile marker, just say, okay, I'm going to just take it one step at a time. Yeah. If that's what you have to do to make it to the end, to endure to the end, yeah. so be it. But the giving up <clears throat> is foolishness. Imagine this, right? You were running on this belt. Okay, it's kind of like a belt like this here, you know? And you're running on it. At, behind you is hellfire. Mm. And you running on this thing, right? Now if you give up, you can just fall down and you gonna just You're gonna be consumed. You're gonna be consumed. So yeah. so that's what giving up really is. Right. I don't think people realize that that's what's going on. Do you not know if you give up you you're saying, I consent to hellfire. So it's almost like somebody bring you a a, 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 a document for you to sign and you're saying you giving up, sir? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to just give up. Okay, then they show up. Okay, well, I need you to sign this, okay? You give up and consent to hell. Yeah, because I can't make it no further. I just can't make it no the further. The race is so, yeah. too hard. So do, do you know that's really that's, what you're doing? Mm, 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 when you give up, you're consenting to hell? So then you got to look at things and say, well, you know what? I got to just keep going. Keep going till I make it. Keep going till I make it. People just don't understand that's what giving up is. You're consenting to hell. So then it's better to just say, you know what, I'm going to just keep on pushing. I'm going to just keep on pushing no matter what. I'm going to just keep on pushing. I can't go there. I just can't go there. So if it means I push until I'm 90 years old mm. and I make it to the promise mm. of Yahuwah, mm. I'm making it to the kingdom, then that's fine by me. I've made it. At least I can say I made it. Yeah. Yeah, I was tired when I got there, but, but I, I made, made it. it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was worn out when yes, I got Hallelujah. there. Hallelujah. But I made it. Hallelujah. 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 That's Hallelujah. the mindset we gotta have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
But family, I hope this was lesson was a blessing to you. Remember, don't settle on your leads. Don't okay. Settle. Don't do don't don't do that balancing act thing. All you're doing is you just setting yourself up for destruction. That's it. You know, you just setting yourself up for destruction. Y'all say I'd rather teach you just cold. Just be cold then. Yeah, go you on know? back out there. You go on back out there and just be cold, you know. But when you straddle the fence, you can actually bring judgment on you faster than you were if you were cold. Right. Wow. Ain't that something? Mm, mm, mm. Ain't that something yeah. to think about? Hallelujah. Well, family, we want you we to be blessed. You Enjoy the rest of your day. day. Yes. Get some rest. Get mm. in the word. Listen to this message again. Share it. Please share the messages because when y'all give us these messages, it's for y'all's people to hear it and wake up. Right. You know, we need y'all's people to hear this message, right? Yes. Because this is what he's bring, he's speaking, you know? Yes. Put send it out there. There's so many people that are straddling the fence that aren't a hundred percent for Yah. They're fifty percent percenters, they're sixty percenters, seventy percenters. Ten percenters. One percenters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I give them one percent of my of my time and everything. And all you know? I'm gonna give them is my the fact effort. that I believe he exists. But that's yeah, it. I'm yeah, not gonna live for him, I'm not gonna yeah, talk about yeah. him. I just believe he exists. That's yeah, it. One yeah. percenter. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So hey, we want you to be blessed, family. Hallelujah. Yes, we love you all and we, we want love you to enjoy you. the rest of your Shabbat. Yes. Shabbat Shalom, family. Until next time. Yes. a new email address and it's cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com I'll say it again cliffnote one word the letter Q the letter N the letter A at yahoo.com you can send me questions comments concerns or even let me know how I'm doing thank you If you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.